Hello, Films with Ferrara listeners. This is Editor-in-Chief Dominic Ferrara back at you with the final reaction podcast from Film Fest 919 in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Sorry this is coming to you guys so late. Uh, I've been caught up with, with midterms and whatnot the last few days after the festival. was unable to record my, my final episode, so... This I'm still going to keep this relatively short because I'll be hopefully getting a chance to, to write some reviews this weekend after we sit down and physically write some stuff. But um, I saw four movies on Saturday to close out Film Fest 919. Uh, those four films being Jojo Rabbit, the latest from Taika Waititi. Uh, Dolomite is My Name, which stars Eddie Murphy which will be, and will be on Netflix exactly a week from today now. Uh, October the 25th, we have um, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, which I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way now. It's an incredible film. Um, it's one of my favorites of the year. I gave it five stars. At the same time, I am not going to go any further than that. Um, you're not going to get this long talk about Parasite um, from me today because... It's a movie that it is really hard to discuss, I feel like, without um, going into the second half of the movie. And the less you know going in, the better your experience is going to be. I don't want to ruin anyone's exper- parasite viewing experience uh, by incidentally spoiling something here on this podcast. So please, just do yourself a favor and see Parasite whenever it comes to your area and then come back for my written review, which will have a spoiler warning at the top, um, because I think it's a very difficult movie to discuss uh, without getting into the specifics of it all. But it is a brilliant, brilliant film among the best of the year, if not the best of the year. Um, it is it is a masterwork, and I, I just want to get that out of the way up top. We're not really going to talk much about Parasite here. Uh, even though that might be what gets the most clicks. So I'm very sorry uh, to everyone that came uh, looking for a Parasite reaction. Uh, you'll get that more in my full written review, which is coming some point soon. Um, I know I'm going to be seeing the movie again in a couple of weeks. Um, perhaps I will publish something then. Um, but And then my final film I saw on Saturday was Pedro Amadovar's Pain and Glory. So we're going to dig into... All the other films that I, I saw Saturday, aside from Parasite, uh, beginning with Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit, uh, a film I enjoyed a great deal. I also completely understand those people that did not that the movie did not work for. Um, a lot of the jokes were, you know, either there were, you know, half the theater was laughing and half the theater was not, and it, it really is just a movie about if you a movie where. If you don't respond to that brand of humor as well, um, it's just not going to work very well for you. It's very over the top, as you would imagine, by Taika Waititi himself playing the main character's imaginary friend, who is this extremely over the top version of Hitler, um, which automatically is an odd concept that um, automatically kind of you know, puts the conceit of the film into into doubt. And I'll also admit, I don't think the, the satirical elements of this film work as well as sort of the more the more heartfelt, just one-on-one 
uh, moment between uh, Roman Griffin Davis and Scarlett Johansson, or Davis and Thomason McKenzie, um, who is just so good in this movie. Uh, Thomason McKenzie is a she's a superstar. Uh, between her work in Leave No Trace and her work in this, I don't see any way she's not just a massive star in the next few years. She's unbelievably talented. And Roman Griffin Davis is also really great in this film. Taika picked the right child actor to to carry this sort of movie. Um, Scarlett Johansson's also good in her, her limited work here, but there there's a lot that seems almost extraneous um like or too over the top for its own good sam rockwell's character in particular it's really weird to see sam rockwell in the role he's in in this movie um steven merchant's really good in this and his his couple minutes of screen time um as far as an aesthetic goes um they're really yeah taika's really copying in a way he's taking Wes Anderson's aesthetic, um, that sort of very bright, symmetrical aesthetic, um, which might not be an issue if Wes Anderson hadn't completely cornered the market on that sort of visual style. Um, it's so in tune with what we think of from Wes Anderson that when we see another filmmaker do it, it feels like copying Wes Anderson in a way. So it, it definitely is is a movie that struggles in that regard visually uh i don't think there are any just like horrible shots in it or anything i think it's a good looking film but it also just you know feels so in another filmmaker style that it just feels off um overall i thought the screenplay was like i said a, a very mixed bag i thought taika directed it well i i certainly don't think there's anything wrong in in the direction of this film um it really is just a matter of whether or not you think Tycho's screenplay uh, really hits for you, whether the jokes hit for you, uh, especially. I, enough of them worked for me to where I, I, I really enjoyed this film, and I, I definitely think it's worth seeing. It's obviously going to be a major rewards contender. Um, at the same time, I completely understand anyone who despised or just did not think this worked at all. Because it, it's there. It, it, that sort of take is very much out in the open and available for, for anyone. And I, again, completely see it based on the film itself. I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. Um, it might come down in the future as I think more on it. It feels like the movie I'm the most likely to, to move down on my scale uh, for the year. But I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, the second film, which I also gave four stars, but enjoyed far more. This was one of my favorite movies at the festival. Was Craig Brewer's Dolomite is my name. The, this was just an absolute blast to watch, especially with a crowd. Um, I know most people on this planet will not see this movie with a crowd, and that's really upsetting in a way because I this is a perfect movie to see in a theater with a bunch of people. Um, in my situation, obviously, film fans who may or may not have seen the original Dolomite from 1974, I want to say. I'm not 100% certain. It's definitely from the mid-1970s, the sort of classic of exploitation. And obviously, the, the, the key to this movie is its lead performance. It is a performance piece for Eddie Murphy. 
and he just knocks it out of the park, making his comeback. He is excellent as Rudy Ray Moore uh, in this film, able to nail both sort of the interpersonal nature of this film, uh, just, you know, when he needs to, you know, turn the funny off, he's able to do it and really come across honestly. But, of course, he's also Eddie Murphy. That man knows how to deliver a laugh line better than just about anyone on this planet. And it shows. He, you know, is one of the great comedic geniuses of all time. And he he really just runs away with, with, every, with the entire script here. Um, another really great performance, too, from Divine Joy Randolph, who was a Tony-nominated actress before this. I think this is her first major film role. And she really is sort of the heart of this film, and she is excellent in it. Um, she, she really turns in a, a wonderful performance. Um, but the, the screenplay from Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski is just so sharp, funny, know, knows how to get to the core of what they're doing. It's a, it's a feel-good biopic that delivers the right experience that a film like this should, not in a way that, like say, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody tried to, but completely failed miserably. There's definitely a better example. Um, it's more in line with something like Ed Wood, which Alexander Karaszewski wrote, but it's the sort of feel-good biopic where you're supposed to feel good about something at the end of the movie. Like Live Aid is supposed to send you out feeling great about everything at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, and they, they pull that off so much better in this film. Um, again, it's not probably not a good comparison but that was in terms of what this year's award race looks like i'm just comparing it to last year's um i don't see this movie getting a best picture nomination i sadly also don't see eddie getting a best actor nomination i think that category is too stacked for this year um i certainly think it's possible just the name seeing the name eddie murphy on an oscar ballot could do could do wonders for people but um it's a it's a really wonderful fun film and it it really just just put a smile on my face at the end i had an absolute blast watching it uh, like i said it will be on netflix a week from today october the 25th and it is well worth the watch just just really really great filmmaking going on there and then like i said parasite which i will not discuss further other than to say it is a masterwork please just go see it it is a brilliant brilliant piece of film from bong joon ho um further proving he is one of the world's greatest filmmakers and really can do no wrong um and lastly we have pedro amadovar's painting glory uh which is which was a big hit at the Cannes film festival earlier this year antonio banderas one best actor, and I'll say it was a very well-deserved um, award in this scenario for for Mr. Banderas. He is so good at just kind of a lot of this performance is in his eyes. A lot of this performance is just in the way he moves. Um, he is playing a character who is experiencing great physical pain, and a lot of that is just. You know, it's not played with like a, oh, he falls or something, or he hits something and everything hurts all of a sudden, and he's got to do a great big cry of pain. It's all just in the way he moves, those little nuances 
that really just tell you what the character is going through without saying a word. Um, just, a, just a beautiful performance in that way. He's also able to handle the sort of emotional pain that the, char- that the character goes through in, in a really wonderful way. Um, handling the emotion not with not with big a big crying scene or something, but by staying composed and under understanding the character as a person and how he would react. I know Almodovar has often uh, told Banderas, and Banderas has said this on the press tour a lot, that the best actors are the ones who get right up to crying but don't cry, not the ones that do cry. And it, that's really the approach Banderas takes in this film, and it's a brilliant performance in large part because of that. Uh, the screenplay is really beautifully written. The dialogue just really flows. There's some voiceover that really works from Menderes. And visually, of course, it's a Pedro Almodovar film. We all know he is among the best visual filmmakers on this planet. And he just continues to showcase that here in Pain and Glory. Uh, just really, really striking visuals, beautiful cinematography. The the few effects that are employed just... Um, almost like anatomical drawings, but kind of brought to life digitally. Uh, they look great, and aesthetically, they, they fit the film. The way he he's able to light the characters as well in certain situations really, really stands out. Um, and then the ending of this film. In a, in a year with so many beautiful endings, movies like Hustlers and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite... Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire had an unbelievable ending as well. Uh, this this also is right near the top of sort of the most emotionally resonant and interesting endings of the year. The final shot of this film takes it to another level because um, you think you're you're watching one thing and it, it turns out you're not see watching what you think you're watching and. It really makes the whole movie work more, not just as a movie, but as this sort of autobiographical drama from uh, Amadovar. It Banderas, I should I should have noted, plays a film director who is just in too much pain to uh, go on filmmaking, and um, the cinema, the Cinematheque. Um, wants to present one of his films as a, as a classic film with a Q&A with him and the star of the movie. Um, after a, a screening, he hasn't spoken to the star of the film in 35 years since the film came out. And the, the movie really goes from there. I don't want don't to go too far into it, but it's a really great film about what work, what vices, what love can do for a person uh, and can do to a person it's 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 a wonderful wonderful film another one of the the best i've seen this year um and again banderas's performance is so good it's another performance where you really want it to sneak in the best actor but you know three spots are already locked up with adam driver in marriage story and joaquin phoenix in joker 
and probably Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And at that point, there's only two more spots. And I, I, I see a hard path for, um, for Antonio to get in to one of those two spots. So, um, again, go see Pain and Glory whenever it gets to your area. It's a really beautiful film. That is just about going to do it here from Films with Ferrara. This is my final um, Film Film Fest 919 recap reaction podcast. Um, I ended up not going to the report on Sunday. I, I just had too much to do, too, much, too many things to take care of. Uh, I really got swamped the last you know week or so and I finally have a little bit of time to get back into writing and to working on this stuff and whatnot. So I just want to thank you guys for putting up with the long wait for this uh, recap podcast. Um, I want to also shout out anyone who came up and who I got to meet at Film Fest 919 or who I, I got to speak with. Um, some people that um, that stand out. Um, Johnny Sobchak, Josh Martin... Um, Muhammad Shama, Paula Harvey, uh, Gabby Iori. Thank you guys so much for, um, and and of anyone anyone else who I got a chance to talk to and, and meet at the festival. It really was wonderful to get to uh, meet and speak with so many other fellow film lovers in the area and uh, people who who just love to do what they do and see and write and talk about movies and it's just what they want to do and i i feel that greatly and i'm glad to have had the chance to have been there um i also want to thank uh, randy emmerman carol marshall and claudia puig for putting together a, a great festival and only its second year um it was great to get to meet all you guys and talk with you guys this weekend and they really did a wonderful job of creating an environment where a film lover can go and just enjoy what they love. In terms of next year, I don't know if I'll be able to get a press credential next year. We'll see how everything falls, but um, I for sure will be there next next year. Um, so if you guys are going to Film Fest 919 next year, be on the lookout. Come say hi, whatever. I know it's in the middle of October next year, uh, just as it was this year. In terms of my final Film Fest 919 rankings, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and slide these in at the end, uh, right here to to send us off. I believe it w- it was really tough picking between these two. I went with Parasite as my favorite film of the the festival. Again, just please go see it. We're gonna I will have a written review up soon with a spoiler warning for the the one percent of the human race who has gotten to see Parasite. And I think 100% of the human race should see Parasite. It's a brilliant, brilliant film. But that I had is my number one. Marriage Story is my number two. W- Trey Edward Schultz's Waves is my number three. Pain and Glory, number four. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, number five. Dolomite is my name, number six. Ford versus Ferrari, number seven. The Two Popes, number eight. And last but certainly not least, because it was a film, like I said, I enjoyed a great deal. Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. Uh, nine really, really great films, at least to me. Um, just 
just a great weekend, and I'm, I'm glad to have had the opportunity, and I hope to see you guys there next year. Be on the lookout. We'll have the actual podcast coming back soon, hopefully. Um, I'll have written reviews from FilmFest 919 uh, coming up throughout the next couple of weeks is what I'm hoping, uh, just as I, I get spare time. Uh, you can read my latest Daily Tar Heel article up on the Daily Tar Heel website. If you search for my name, uh, you can find it. Um, it's an article about a an event happening on campus at UNC about uh, editing Wikipedias. It actually is happening uh, today. If you guys are, if anyone is on campus at UNC and would like to go, it will be happening again in November. It's a monthly event. So if you don't get a chance to go tomorrow, you can go to, to the one next month. But go ahead and read that article, please, at the Daily Tar Heel. And once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Please hit subscribe on whatever podcast feed you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to it. Please subscribe. Please follow the Films with Ferrara social media accounts at Film with Ferrara on Twitter. Not films, just film. Um, Twitter's character a little bit really, really not helping me out there. Um, oh, one more shout-out I forgot to give um, earlier in the show. Um when I was listing the other people I met and talked with at Film Fest 11, I also want to give a shout-out to Zach Goins, um, really great reporter for the Panthers and a, a really great film writer and podcaster. So please uh, just thank you. Shout, shout him out. Go follow him, too. Uh, but really, but for real, please follow the Films with Ferrara social media accounts at Film with Ferrara on Twitter, Films with Ferrara on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Ferrara Five. And once again, thank you guys so much. Go see a movie this weekend. Um, there's, you know, there are some big movies out right now. There are some, there's some of the awards contenders that are starting to expand. Uh, movies like Judy. If you're in a City that's lucky enough to get these in limited release this weekend. You can see The Lighthouse or Jojo Rabbit or Parasite. Just just, just go see Parasite if you can. I promise you, promise you, promise you, you will not regret it. It is an incredible, incredible film. Um, Dolomite is my name on... Um, if it's in theaters still around you, if you have a theater that's playing Netflix movies, I don't know how Draft House does. And... Uh, Steven Soderbergh's The Laundromat, which will be on Netflix proper uh, at 3 a.m. today. So go ahead and watch that. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, It's a new Steven Soderbergh movie. How can I deny that? Once again, thank you guys so much. And have a great week at the movies.